Amanda Dixon is the longtime host of Utah's Morning News. You can hear more of her each weekday morning between 5 and 9 here on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to A Woman's View on KSL News Radio. It's a treat this week to have Gainalyn Condi with me, popular speaker, host, author, and mental health advocate. Megan Holbrook is here, Senior Vice President in the Office of the President of Zions Bank. And Kelly Pierce is with me, Digital Media Associate with the R Street Institute. Can I ask you about this uh, new report that I think is coming out of the University of Utah about the new Utah? They call it, it's a Chem Gardener Institute. The new Utah is stronger, we're more diverse, we're bigger. Our economy went from being, a, you know, a medium economy to an elite economy, and with all of those positive things come a boatload of negatives too. Like housing is now completely out of reach for so many people who are making an average wage. So I don't know. I'm just curious, Gaitlin. What what do you see when you think of the new Utah and the challenges it brings? I think about the parable of good news, bad news kind of story. In that, do we want growth? Do we want diversity? Yes, we do. But I think it's small businesses and medium-sized businesses can attest to. And I'm feeling this way as kind of an entrepreneur. Is I'm in a growth cycle, but do I have the capital to hire my support staff to continue to grow? And what's first, the chicken or the egg? And so I think, you know, I, I'm grateful that we're in a growth cycle when so many other states um, are on the opposite side post-COVID. Number two, though, I, I live in the Silicon Slopes area. And we built this home 10 years ago and no one can afford to move here. And I have adult children that I'm like, what's the long-term plan? Do I need to buy a, a tiny house on Costco, find some land so that they can live in a tiny house on my land? You know, I, I think there's concerns that there's multi-generational living now that's going to have to happen. I think from a traffic standpoint, I live at the point of the mountain and, and it's crazy from a from an environmental standpoint, there's an impact. I do believe we have a governor that is a very aware. He's He's come from a small farming community. He's in leadership position where he's really pushed Artella um, commuting and, and options there. And there's, but there's still now Linden and Draper prison site that's going to go through major. I mean, we're not even at the peak of our growth yet. Like we have large community areas that are going to start happening in the next 10 years that I don't know because I'm not in those rooms. Have we done the good news, bad news prep? to handle what is about to still happen. We think we've already grown a lot. We have a lot more growth already on the books coming. And I don't know how we've accounted for that just from like a traffic standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I hear you about your kids. I have kids coming up too. Megan, when you look at this, how do you see the good news, bad news of Utah's growth? Well, I think the question is, what does the state of Utah want to become in the next 20 years? You know, we've been very pro-business. We're a well-managed state. We are getting diverse fairly rapidly, but still not very diverse considering overall. So you have to decide what you want. Do you want a lot of apartments for people that the rent's high, or do you want small houses? The regentrification of so many areas is changing. Uh, you talked about, you know, what do you do with the kids? You also have to talk about what are you going to do with jobs? What jobs are coming up? The workforce is uh, mostly women who aren't paid as well or recognized as well. So I think Utah has a lot of 
decision-making to do about what they want to do. And right now, there aren't that many women in leadership that I think could really impact it. I think it always helps politically, socially, environmentally, transportationally to have another voice in there. And yeah. uh, I hope the governor and the legislature, they try, because look at the problems we're facing with the Great Salt Lake. No one's going to move here if the dust of arsenic blows across the Great Salt Lake. Economically, you try to bring in a company, and it's like, oh, don't look at that. That dust cloud is arsenic, and, you know, you may die from it soon. But it's like, what do you do? So I think we're at a crux where we have to decide, do we want to just keep grow, grow, growing? If we do, how do we want to do it? And three, how do we be good stewards of our state right now? Yeah. Kelly, speak to this. I want to piggyback off what uh, Megan said, because that's absolutely true. You do absolutely need to have a vision. But I think one of the things that uh, Utah has been successful going forward, and for sure, we're definitely worried about housing. I mean, today, my husband and I would not qualify for the house that we live in right now. Oh, neither would my husband and I. We wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. It's just crazy. But I think one thing Utah has done really well when it's come to the economic side of things in recent years is making things called regulatory sandboxes and showing that we didn't really need all of these rules, regulations and things that are stopping entrepreneurs and women from starting businesses. And we realized that the, you know, the, the world didn't fall down, you know, when we actually got rid of some of those regulations because that allowed people to start new businesses and to serve customers. So there needs to be, I think, more um, businesses put in those regulatory sandboxes to see what we actually need for growth and what we actually need as regulations, because that's going to be super important and key. Um, one thing also I will add is that we can't look at or wish that we had Utah 10 years ago or 20 years ago, the world has changed. That's the thing that we have to think about is not wishing for the past, but looking towards the future and not being tied down to, well, we just, we did this 20 years ago. We did, we have always done it this way. We need to actually look at now and plan for the future. Can I, can oh, I throw in as someone that please. attended Silicon Slopes last week, it was amazing. I had some inspiring conversations and I had heard the magic of Silicon Slopes is the conversations that happened in the hallway. But I will say this, it also was a signal to the world. There was a lot of global representation there and the world is noticing and watching how Utah handles the next steps and we're attracting big people to come to have big conversations. And so there's no hiding to go to what Kelly said. We can't go backwards. We are we are in such a growth cycle that we are attracting global conversations. And I think the world is watching. I think Boyd Matheson does a really good job on Sundays saying, you know, yes, we want to have the conversations that are happening nationally, but we want to take the conversations that are happening in Utah to the world. So we also are in a place to be stewards and examples of how do we include more women? How do we do more um, telecommuting? How do we have conversations that's innovative and problem solving and still preserve what I think what, what is the heart of Utah? And I've heard this from people that didn't grow up here, aren't part of the predominant religion that live here now, is that we still have a strong family focus. And so I do think we, we are ahead of the curve in some conversations and the world's watching to see how we handle the next steps. Oh, good. Let me take a quick break and be back with my guests on A Woman's View. Gaynalyn Condi is here with Megan Holbrook and Kelly Pierce. Back in a moment.